At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, yes. Living the dream once again here on a spectacular Saturday. It is Hartman and Mobley, and we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right. We, we have a lot of serious things that we have to talk about during the course of the show today. Obviously, there's so many things going on in our world that have a direct effect on our sports world, but uh, to keep things light at the very beginning, um, we um, everyone's got a smile on their face. Uh, the cookies arrived as promised. Um, you you put Denise up to the task uh, as you guys all screened out different kinds of cookies. <laughs> um, so uh, Catino wanted to get an oatmeal raisin cookie, and then Sam wanted oatmeal chocolate chip. Uh, Gavin uh, wanted a macadamia cookie, uh, and then we actually have a general non-oatmeal chocolate chip cookie with two different types of chocolate chips. Gascon, by the way, sampled that cookie. 
Um, so, guys, are, are we off and running this morning? Is this a good start to your I day? I feel energized. Mm-hmm. I might crash an hour two. I'm not sure. Right. But uh, I, delicious. I am so happy. Listen, during the break, I'm going to go get me a container. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, guys, do not ask my oatmeal. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. It's a lot of things that's <laughs> been going on this past two weeks. I don't want to validate it, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, well, you touching my cookies. All right? <laughs> don't, don't touch my cookies. All right, well, the good news is all of you have got your favorite cookies multiple, so you maybe get a couple of containers so everyone uh, can take their cookies home. Yeah, we, we need something to uh, sort of sweeten things up because it has been uh, another tough week, not just in our sports world but in our country, uh, and we're trying to just figure this whole thing out. Like, how can we make things better? Continue came on my show during the week. I always appreciate that, and – you know, we, 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 we've been touching upon this um, about the aftermath of the murder of George Floyd and, and how it affects all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obvious right now that the sports world is on full alert that changes mm-hmm. are necessary, changes need to be made. Uh, and as you so succinctly said a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. the only way that we're going to make change is if everybody is in this together, mm-hmm. that we're all on the same page. So since a week ago, Catino, from some of the things you've been hearing, some of the actions that have been taken, uh, are you are you believing that this, <clears throat> this indeed is a turning point, not just for our sports world, but potentially for our country? Uh, you know what? I hope it is. I, um, I've been doing a lot of research. Um, and, you know, when, when you're younger – um, you know, I'm in my 40s. Uh, so when you're younger, you don't really pay attention to the the uh, the events at that time, right? So what you have to do is, I think us as a whole, as a country, what we have to do is we have to start going back and understanding our history. And once you start to understand your history, I think what we have to do from there is now you have a plan of what can I do to become a better human being. It's not about being black, white, Asian, Latin, whatever it is. It's just about being better human. Um, and I think there's a lot of things that divide us, uh, whether it's um, uh, very competitive, whether it's sports, right? Uh, I like the Eagles. You like the San Francisco 49ers. Are we going to fight about it? But, yeah, at the end of the day, we still have something in common, and that's just loving football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, you know, when it comes to these different inequalities that are uh, presented to us uh, since, the, you know, inception, I, I think what people do is uh, the, the when you see the, the anger and the displacement and the imbalance of humanity and the uh, cold hearts, I think what it is is, is more of the unknown, the fear of what they don't know. And, and if something does um, um, present itself in a way where it seems like it's um, a superior or inferior, then that's when you have this mix up of butt- butting heads. Uh, this past week, um, like I said before, I'm, I mean, I'm reading different books. I'm trying to educate myself more of how do I uh, send these messages in a very um, elementary way so everyone can understand uh, what, what we're trying to do, not just as black people, but as human beings in this country and let alone in the world. I watched the movie last night twice, literally twice, with James Baldwin, who's one of my favorite authors. Um, I, I, I'm so in love with him. He's... Um, an amazing man. Um, he uh, is called "I Am Not Your Negro," and uh, in that in that um, that documentary, which is on Amazon Prime, uh, it it, it kind of hurts your heart a little bit, but it kind of puts you back in perspective of the same thing that they were going through back then in the fifties, forties, thirties, or whatever it is. It's the same thing we're going through right now, um, and um, a lady held a sign up, and this was I don't know in the fifties. Uh, she says. Uh, you know, uh, something about uh, police killings and things like that and injustice and blah, blah, blah. 
And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, when, when, you know, you have these slogans of, uh, you know, make America great again, uh, I think we all as people uh, need to understand that when was it ever great for everyone? Right. So, uh, and, 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 and uh, again, I'm looking at different uh, IGs and it was a, a little white girl and she was talking to her parents and the father was saying, shut up, listen to me. I'm, you know, I am. Um, I work in the hood, so these people are this and these people are that, which is his own perspective, which is very narrow-minded. And she said, you know, these people were, she's fighting for black people and, and brown people, saying that they were oppressed. You understand the Jim Crows and the new Jim Crows and all these different situations that have been going on throughout our society that kind of hinders the individual to become as 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 uh, their, their best self, basically. And when you have people like that living in the same household, um, one is, do you look at them and you say, well, listen, you know, you're ignorant, which they are, especially when you're grown up and you have access to be able to go to the library, access to be able to go talk to individuals that don't look like you or not from your culture, put it that way. Um, and uh, I think it makes it a better, I think we all need to make ourselves uncomfortable. So when these uncomfortable situations happen, uh, it makes us comfortable to be able to talk about. You know, I, I look at it this way because when we talk about prejudice, uh, a lot of it is taught. You know, we always talk about how can we make change? Well, it starts in your home, mm -hmm. educating your children. You know, it's interesting when we talk about impressionable young minds. And, and look, at their, most parents, the vast majority, 99.9% .9 of parents all want the same thing. They want a better world for their children than they had. You want them to have even a better life than you have. That's what you want for your children. So it, it, it really does start in the home. It really starts at the very fiber of what we're at, and mm -hmm. that is, you know, talking to our children and explaining to our children, especially if you have younger children with the impressionable minds. You know, my kids right now all are college-age kids, mm -hmm. and, you know, they all have already <clears throat> very strong opinions, and, you know, they're very much involved, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I caution them as well, though, because you, you do have to be careful. I mean, right. it's not just as, unfortunately, what we've seen too many times is that very legitimate, peaceful protests have suddenly become something else. Well, there's I, always opportunities out there, right? Well, so, I mean, and that's unfortunate because there are, as you say, are opportunists. They're going to use that uh, for their own advantage. But it really, it really does start in the home, and that's where you know we can begin uh, to uh, change and make these changes out there. It it's interesting though because everything has been amplified obviously because of just the overall tensions. And remember this, and there's I don't think there's any question that. Every it's been a perfect storm situation because when you have a country that's been shut down for the better part of three months, and then all of a sudden we have this out there. You see all these protesters, and they're out in the streets. And when you, you know, what happened to social distancing and everything else? Some are wearing masks, some are not wearing masks. Hopefully, nothing serious is going to come of that with the large <clears throat> tens of thousands of people gathering for these for these protests. But it, it does bring to light, and I think Drew Brees found out about this, is that, you know, Drew Brees said something that he has consistently said over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, Drew Brees is very involved with the military. He has been for many, many years. One thing about Drew Brees, he doesn't just talk the talk. He walks the walk. He's been a part of that. And he spoke in the same terms that he's always spoken about respecting the anthem and everything else without really understanding that what was okay for him to say two weeks ago was not the right thing to say in the moment. Right. And that's that's something everyone has to uh, understand about, you know, f 
sort of flaming everything to another level. Um, my opinion about Drew Brees, and I first met Drew Brees when he was drafted by the San Diego Chargers back in 2001, and he impressed me immediately upon our first meeting as a rookie that he was a very <clears throat> serious-minded guy. He was a no-nonsense guy. He he was born in privilege. I don't know if a lot of people understand this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Trotter, longtime uh, NFL writer, shared the story. And I don't know if people know this. He went to a high school called Westlake High School in Texas. Um, this was a very rich, affluent, white neighborhood. And they actually had bumper stickers when they would go to games saying, we are white, we are wealthy, we are Westlake. They actually had bumper stickers that said that. And this is the environment he was raised in. It's not who he is. And I think he has certainly gained the respect of his teammates over the last 20 years. But when we always talk about Catino, people not understanding, if you are a white person, to not understand what it is to be an African-American in this country. I've had many people over the last couple of weeks, Greg Vaughn, Ephraim Salam, yours, you, um, talk about personal experiences that you really don't share a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it does give people a greater understanding. I think these are very important stories to share um, about just your own personal experience of what it is to be a black man well, in this country. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. Right? Let's talk about Drew Brees for a second. Sure. You know, I don't take anything personal, you know, um, and I think uh, us as a, as a human race shouldn't take things personally. I think what we should do is try to uplift not only other individuals to think better, but just ourselves to uplift ourselves. Right. Because uh, we can only control our own emotion. Um, and that's that's that comes through discipline. But when Drew says certain things that he says now, the question was asked to Drew um, not so much about the moment, even though. As a smart man, he should understand the moment mm-hmm. and be more sensitive with it. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. He was, they, were, they asked the question, they asked the question about the flag. Right away, because he's so adamant about his beliefs, Drew said it's disrespectful. I don't think. So what they did was they blended that with what's going on with uh, Black Lives Matter. So which makes Drew a bad looks look bad. So Drew goes and he apologizes three or four times. He's trying his best to get the community, uh, the majority black community in New Orleans, along with everybody else around this country, to think of him in a way where he is not malicious and everything like that. Now, Drew, you grew up privileged. So when you've grown up privileged, ever since you were seven or eight years old, you've been playing with black kids. You understand that you are privileged. So when you say things like that that are that are not uneducated, but just more so desensitized to everybody else, but your own privilege, everybody else is looking at you like you're white privilege. So that's like there was a comedian named Michael Chi, and I was talking and it was funny. Mike says, we're having discussions about black lives matter. Think about this. We're not saying black lives are more important. We're saying black lives matter. They just matter. They matter. That's it. They matter. Right. So it's like it's like a a gay rights. Gays want equal rights. So he was making a joke and he's saying, well, I mean, you got a you got a group of people saying, you know, what, gays um, have because they're human have should have equal rights. Then you have another group saying, no, they shouldn't. Rights. We're talking about equal rights. Blacks are fighting for what's fighting for at one point in time. Civil rights, just civil. Mm. Put the holes in the dogs away. Just civil rights. So when people are 
being misinformed or people are uh, uh, um, uh, misconstruing uh, 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 phrases or sentences when it comes to things like this, it brings so much doubt because there's not a lot of educated people that are out there. What people do is they listen to other people who may be not as educated, but then they take their word as the word as the Bible, like the lady that created Planet Parenthood. OK, so as men, I don't think we should be able to tell a woman how she should be able to t- take care of her body. So when it comes to Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, uh, they have this quote, which I think is a false quote. Uh, because I've been doing some research on it. And the way she explained it was, elo- was eloquent. Eloquent. I'm sorry. Eloquent. So, again, how she explains things and how people explain it, it's like me looking at a movie and you looking at a movie. We come from different cultures. So when you look at the movie, your perspective on this movie is totally different from mine. Not saying that you are right, I'm wrong, I'm right, you're wrong. Not saying that. It's just a perspective. Now let's come together, Drew Brees, and you say to yourself, you should have known a long time ago that everything was unfair from the very beginning. From the very beginning. When you have these teammates that are literally blocking for you, catching those balls, doing everything to make your life that much better and make put you in the Hall of Fame, a shoe in in the Hall of Fame, you should be over there more sympathizing more with these guys as a human being, not as a privilege, not as a Christian. And I don't like when people start throwing around religions. Oh, he's a good Christian. I, listen, if you if you if you do the research on Christianity, if you do the research on all these other things, there's bad in everything. So we, we don't label yourself, oh, um, you know, well, they're a mother, they know best. Well, guess what? Fathers know a lot too, right? So what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna take and, and hang a title over our head. And just because you have that title, that means you are know-it-all, be-it-all as an individual, right? So like a doctor, doctors only know but so much. But now that the, um, the uh, uh, you know, homeopathic and the, whether it's uh, cannabis or whatever is coming into the play and it's showing uh, scientific improvements, guess what? <laughs> doctors don't know about that. You know why they don't know about that? Because they, were, they didn't have to study that. It was against, it was against the rules to so even try to uh, put it on um, um uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, for trial um, um, research or whatever in America. So uh, I think we, we, we get, we get, we're so misinformed and we're not willing to uh, uh, um, re- go out of our comfort zone and to be able to know, say, okay, you know what, I hear what you're saying. It's not, I'm not black, so I need to understand more about this. I'm not a female, I need to understand more about this from, a, from their perspective. Before you say things that just don't make sense. The NFL through Roger Goodell, says, we hear you. We haven't been listening. The question is, how are they actually going to change things? Can they? The dilemma for the NFL, coming up next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin, Catino Mobley on this Saturday. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So on Thursday night, several NFL players gathered with a message. And these were some of the most prominent names in the NFL. And during the course of what they had to say, they were saying, I am George Floyd. I am George Floyd. I am George Floyd. And then they said, we, the NFL. What they wanted here is we, the NFL, believe this. We, the NFL, believe that. The following day, Roger Goodell answered those players and said we were wrong. What is interesting to me about this is that we were in the situation in the aftermath of the widespread everyone taking a knee you remember the president had called the SOBs to mm-hmm. get off their knees and and not disrespect uh, during the national anthem. And so we saw like the Jerry Jones of the world and he was taking a knee. Even Drew Brees took a knee, but not during the national anthem. It was before the national anthem. Mm-hmm. That was misrepresented. Mm-hmm. He, he never took the knee during the national anthem. But that's the thing, right? What they do is they, because of the, the way a person does certain things, we misconstrue it or the media can copy paste, right? Editing like a reality show, mm-hmm. right? So Drew did take a knee, but then when the anthem came, he stood up and he put his hand, okay, that's good for you, right? That's right. good for you. Nate Boyer, the Green Beret, was saying that to Colin Kaepernick, Right. It's okay to take a knee. That's that's as for that's for respect. That's what we do in the military, right? But but sitting down is not going to be good. So what we may have forgotten is that it was a couple of years ago that the NFL and the Players Coalition formed a committee to promote criminal justice reform, improve police community relations, and other social issues. Do you remember this, folks? Mm-hmm. The NFL had a seven-year, ninety million dollar commitment to players social justice issues. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is, and what has happened over the last couple of years, let's say an NFL player has a cause Mm -hmm. 
and they would like matching funds. They're donating to it, and the NFL would say, we will donate to this cause that you are uh, supporting uh, for social injustice, social reform. So they've been doing this for the last couple of years. And, and nothing really has come of it. So, again, I get back to this whole idea, Katino, where words are words. It's easy for the NFL to say we are wrong. We hear you now. Even Roger Goodell said, I will be there for your peaceful protest. You know what he did not say? Mm-hmm. He did not say, I will take a knee during the national anthem. In his apology for what he had said earlier, Drew Brees never said that he will take a knee during the national anthem. He just said, I am sorry that I did not, I was insensitive mm-hmm. to what was going on. He's he's never said that he's going to take a knee during the national anthem, even in his apology. So this creates a situation once we get to the start of the NFL season where people are going to be very mindful of what has transpired over the last couple of days. It's not going to go away. And all eyes are not going to be just on the kickoff of the NFL season. It's going to be on that national anthem. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm telling you right now, do not expect Drew Brees to take a knee during the national anthem. Right. I mean, he'll take a knee before his, the national anthem, but he's not. And in fact, nor should he. It would be hypocritical of him. Well, he can't. He can't put himself. He can't back himself into a wall just to just to make a, a certain amount of individuals happy, right? Right. So what and, he's and doing how is sincere he's, is that? Right. And if he's giving. He's giving back to the black community. He's doing what he can do, and you know, and he's taking the knee before the national anthem anthem starts. We have to just like listen. He said what he said. Was it you know? Uh, was it heartfelt when he apologized? Only he knows that. Right. He did so, say, "Look in my eyes." Right, and, and then like, you have to. Under, we have to understand something too. Whether it's white on white, black on black, whatever it is, there's been a lot of things in our neighborhoods and our communities where our own skin color has done things to us that we um, forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we put ourselves in this pot of mess, and every time someone says something that is disingenuous or maybe let's say disingenuous because or 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 just kind of out of touch out of reach and insensitive we have to really fall back and understand that it's a it's a lot of chaos if this if there's a thousand people fighting and i go in the middle of it i'm going to get punched (laughs) it's just what it is opposed to standing back waiting for it to finish everybody calm down and just figure out how we can do how we can stop this from happening again and i think uh a lot of what's going on at the moment it's people are fighting each other when there's there's a system that has been broken from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and it's not so much of us marching. It's not so much of people helping. It's it's more so coming collectively together and understanding. Just for, I'm just talking about my community for a black community and saying because we spend so much money per year uh, in this country, we should take a lot of that money and give back to our own neighborhoods, put it in our schools, um, just be a lot smarter when it comes to uh, our our economical spending. And I think from there, that's when you can have everybody else come in and say, okay, you know what? We're willing to help. But the the perception of us as individuals in this country outside of the black community is looking at us because the media and everything else for the past umpteenth hundred years has us pegged as like whether we're animals or we're lazy or what's and it's as far as it's from the truth. Right. It's, it's a, it's a very unfair uh, uh, playing field that we're on. And yeah, we, we understand this. 
But everybody else has to understand it, too, so we can all come together and help not only just the black community, but everybody out there in, in the world, because there's a lot of people that's struggling. We can make a change, but only if we are all on the same page on what is the best way to go about that change. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. By the way, a major news network made a comment that I want to get to on the other side. But first, let's find out what's trending right now. He has led the way in the cookie eating so far. That would be David Gascon. Yeah, I, I, 15 cookies. Man, I, I learned my lesson from Rich a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You got to get in quick. Yeah. Well, there, there are a lot more cookies than there were a week ago. I went for the big tub today. Yeah. So. Just don't touch the fourth layer. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. <laughs> the third layer. The third layer is the third layer is the oatmeal. The fourth layer is the chocolate chip. Okay, the, the fourth. Pure... The third, okay, the third. Just don't go down. He to wants the third both form. of those. Yeah, don't go down oh, to the yeah. third floor. Nah. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Here's the good <laughs> news, Gascon. There's yes. going to be more cookies tomorrow. Is there really? Yeah, because Rich is in studio tomorrow. <laughs> is, is so there there's really? there's a second wave for you and Gavin. It's, it's like second drilling wave. sand. It's like I, drilling into the earth. There's like different crusts you have to get through. Exactly. I, I feel like I, I feel like we are compelled as a staff now to yeah. get Denise a, a Mother's Day present. Like gotta do flowers or something. Belated. Right? A little late. Yeah, yeah. Latest. I know. But still. Yeah, it's... give her a Mother's Day gift on Father's Day. There yes. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. you could do that, Steve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, uh, we'll leave things off for First in college football, Utah has suspended defensive coordinator Morgan Scaley effective immediately after a racist text was uh, brought to light back in 2013. Uh, the use of any form of racist language is not only antithetical to our policies, but also values. It is also a front to us all, especially our African-American community members. That's according to AD Mark Harlan, who said in a public statement. Ohio State, Penn State going to get back to work come Monday. Buckeyes will resume voluntary workouts and also... Penn State's going to have their players be allowed to return to campus on Monday. Major League Baseball seeing a couple different things that are being worked out, but Jeff Passan has reported Major League Baseball has a discussion right now with their owners on focusing on an 48-game regular season schedule. I don't know how that's going to work out. San Francisco Chronicle reports the Oakland A's a reverse course that will pay their minor leaguers throughout the end of the minor league regular season. Jason Lee of Jays Journal reports that at least three former Major League Baseball All-Stars and that includes Matt Harvey, have all expressed interest in playing overseas for the Korean Baseball Organization. Fellas, back to you guys. All right. Thank you very much, David. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So as soon as this Drew Brees story broke, a lot of people were jumping on, but there was an op-ed piece at NBC that just got me going. Uh, it was written by a Noah Orlatsky. Here is what he said. First of all, the column tease was, Drew Brees' biggest mistake was believing the American flag means anything. Went on to say the breeze was unfortunately become the poster child for what happens when you venerate a hollow space wrapped in red, white, and blue. Breeze believed that his comments honor the flag and America's ideals, but valuing a symbol of justice over justice itself isn't moral or righteous. It's the opposite. When honoring the flag is the price of justice, then the flag does not symbolize justice. It symbolizes force, inequality, and racism. It's a flag of uh, conquest for white people, not a mercy or freedom for all. 
Well, this is this gets back to uh, basic uh, rights of uh, belief. In other words, I, I disagree with that immensely because the flag does mean something. In fact, for the protesters, it means something. It also means something, obviously, for Drew Brees. It means something for members of our military. Uh, it has meaning. It represents our country. Uh, and so whatever you view our country is, whether you are in favor of our country or you are upset about the injustices of our country, all of that is fair. That is what we do in this country. This country was built on protest. That's how our country started. So the idea that the flag is meaningless is ridiculous. It is not true. It does have immense meaning. And again, when we talk about protesting during the national anthem, the reason that I believe it has been done is because it will call attention to the protesters and put to light exactly what it is that they are protesting. So I, I, I disagree with that. The flag has tremendous meaning. Otherwise, people would not be protesting during the national anthem. Well, listen, <clears throat> there's, there's two things could be true, right? Does the flag have meaning? In his perspective, that's what it means to people of color. Mm-hmm. Okay? In the perspective of the white man, th that flag means pride. Now, let's go all the way back to the Native Americans. How we got here, all of us got here before, you know, all this other crazy stuff, it was taken. Not only was it taken, there was there was laws set up that hindered uh, black people, uh, took away black fathers from households, and, and, and you know, and, and 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 killed black people at an alarming rate. There was soldiers, black soldiers, Drew Brees' grandfather, <clears throat> who fought next to black soldiers, mm -hmm. and at that time, the black soldiers were going first. <laughs> right because they they were the cattle they were going first right and get those bullets first before everybody else so when drew said that again drew's coming from a privileged uh, situation um um how this this guy you were just quoting uh perceives it not saying that he's wrong and not saying that you're I'm wrong. not saying anyone's no, 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 wrong, I'm saying, no, I'm but saying, he does not have a, that, right. it has meaning right it, it, but right but I'm saying is there's two meanings to everything it's like us watching sure. a movie so to the person who doesn't get uh, doesn't get uh, 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 um, equality or doesn't uh, the things are, have, have has been from not them themselves from their fathers to their grandfather and so on has been unfair. Flat, waving that flag to them maybe doesn't mean anything compared to how it does to a white man who has more privilege. That's all he's saying. Right. Right. And and again, how he use how he's using his words to describe that may be a little harsh, but at the end of the day, some things have to be uncomfortable so they can become comfortable. But if he says it has no meaning, but then he he reverses by saying what it does mean to him when he sees the flag. It, in other words, it does well, even if it has right. a negative connotation. An it has exactly. In right. other words, it, you just disprove your point. It does have meaning to you. But not in the same sense well, maybe as other he's saying, people. Maybe he's saying, you know what? It doesn't have any meaning to me because, uh, uh, you know, I'm, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 desensitized to this so-called meaning of what the flag really means for everybody. And that's not true. It means like this for these people. And for us, this means this. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's talking about. All right. I want to give you a little background because I think some people are curious. When did this all start of us 
uh, singing the national anthem before every sporting event. I, I don't think it, a lot 90s. of people. It was an, what, well, no, was I'll it? tell you exactly how this started. So, first of all, the Star, Stang, Star Spangled Banner did not become officially our national anthem until 1931. President Hoover at the time uh, put it into law that the Star Spangled Banner was the official national anthem of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. After World War II, in the years following right after the war, so 1946, 1947, Elmer Layden, 1946, was the commissioner of the National Football League. And he made it mandatory in the aftermath of World War II that at the start of every NFL game, they would play the national anthem. That's when it started. Now, there had been instances where, you know, certain sporting events, a World Series game where it had been done, but it was in 1946 that the NFL, the then Commissioner Elmer Layden, decided that in the aftermath of World War II, we are going to play the national anthem for every single game. Right, but and the, then but others wasn't out there then. They were there. They, what, right. what happened was what in the nineties? I forget what year it was. It was a national guard situation. Here's here that you're right about that. So what happened was so the national anthem's been played before all these sporting events since really the fifties and on. Okay, where the NFL took it the next level about making it mandatory for players to be on the field is when they did a big promotion for the national guard. And then now there was a and there was then a sponsorship. They man, then exactly, okay. and then they made it mandatory because again, in those days, some guys were out there, some weren't, some were on the bench, and no one was standing attention. It was that relationship in a promotion with the National Guard, a, as you a, said. Well, again, that's a devil in the detail. There was a sponsorship. So Correct. now they made sure that all the players were out there yes. because it represented something. Because if you had half players or half not, the message that was sent after we gave you money right. to sponsor and promote mm -hmm. – other young people coming into the military will look bad. Oh. So everybody has to come out here. That's how it went. Okay, so when we had the controversy a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. after the president had made his SOB comment and the NFL reacted uh, at least temporarily in unity, the networks were claiming mm -hmm. that a lot of people – and I, I'm not claiming they, they they had the numbers to prove that certain people were very turned off with the protests that they saw during the national anthem. Well, they had an option. Then don't show the national anthem on TV. Exactly. That's a, that's a simple choice. But in light of what's happening right now, let me ask you this, Catino. Mm -hmm. Knowing that most likely, and again, we don't know how many fans are going to be in the seats. The NFL still claims at this point, you know, three months out that we're going to have fans in the stands. It might be true in some stadiums, not others. But if the if the networks chose not to show the national anthem, knowing full well there will be protest in the sense of players taking a knee, is that something as a protester that would upset you knowing that the networks will not show that? I'm not saying they will, but this is what happened a couple of years ago. <laughs> If they chose, you know what, we, we don't want to go down that road again. We're just going to choose not to show that on national TV. Would that, would that be a recipe for disaster uh, in the NFL? Well, my major is psychology and communication. So, <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I, I'm not in the marketing uh, mm -hmm. uh, field. Uh, but, I, I, listen, there's, there's, you can't please everyone.
So there's going to be people that don't want it, and there's going to be people that want it. There's going to be people that's going to be in the stands and see that some players won't stand or are kneeling, and that's going to rub them wrong. It's just what it is in life. We can't get everything right. You're going to have five children in your household and two parents, and guess, at the end of the day, all the children are different. That's just not how it works in life. And when we start to understand there are differences here, and what makes America amazing is that we can voice our opinion, hopefully, right, <laughs> without getting holes beat, dogs sicked on us, or uh, – all these disingenuous situations that's happening. Um, You know, I I think what we have to do is, as human beings, and I keep saying this because I'm a humanist, just respect everybody's situation and whatever that situation is, try to understand, lend that ear, and try to make everything as, as equal as you can because, listen, nothing is equal in life, right? Like, that's just... It's simple, right? Twins are different, even though they look the same. So uh, once we can understand that and and move forward uh, and helping each other, right? Because look, the the, the black people is just it's black. There's Latins that are struggling, right? There's there's uh, impoverished white people that, that don't have that privilege, even though they're white, right? I mean, it's there's there's more of an economical thing that we have to fix uh, in this country, along uh, uh, not just in this country but in the world. And, and we got to listen. We have, this is our backyard. We have to start here first, and then we can go out and help everybody else. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Just to sort of wrap this uh, NFL situation up for the moment, uh, is the role that Roger Goodell and the owners play, and exactly why it is that he made the statement he made yesterday. It's a lot more than just answering the call of NFL players. We'll explain coming up next. Steve Harbin. Katino Mobley, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So a lot of people commented on Commissioner Roger Goodell saying that he was wrong. Never heard that from Commissioner Goodell before about anything. I mean, the NFL has mishandled so many situations over the years, I don't even know where to start, but now he says he's wrong. What? How? How did? What this... is he wrong? What is he saying he's wrong about? Well, the that's a like great question. Right? That's a great uh, is, question. Is, is it the Colin? Uh, one of my partners just uh, mm-hmm. uh, texted me. Yeah. Is it the is the, is it the Kaepernick situation and no, how that, he should that, have expressed himself? Nah. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like you're passive aggressively saying you're you're wrong about being insensitive with these inequalities, right? And and Colin, what he did was peacefully protest on a stage where everybody can see it. So now what it is is four years later. And this man still doesn't have a job on something he loves so much and practices a little kid and being able to do. And you snatched it from him just for some marketing reasons. So what are you wrong about? Tell me what you're wrong about. Well, it's unbelievable when you think about what he said. He goes, it's been a difficult time for our country, in particular black people in a country. My condolences to the family of uh, George Floyd 10 days after the murder. Um, and then he said, we, the National Football League. And Would you again, say this 10 was, days after the murder? Yeah, it's yeah. finally sending You're his finally condolences. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systemic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we are wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier. That line right to there, me. That means Colin Kaepernick. He's the Wait one a who's... second. The NFL did the same thing two years ago when they approved this seven-year, $90 million fund that would be used specifically to raise awareness of social injustice. They already did this. So what do you mean? You, you weren't listening before? And then he goes, uh, encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Ah, that's that was the line right there. 
because he said, I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much-needed change in the country. Not going to take a knee during the national anthem. This is a lot of verbiage here. There's a lot of said here. This was a very calculated statement made by Roger. It's passive-aggressive. It just makes... Peacefully protest. What does that mean? One thing, you know what he did not say? We, the NFL, apologize to Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. We didn't say, he didn't say anything about Colin Kaepernick. Of course, they're still caught in litigation with Colin Kaepernick. He also didn't say, we, the NFL, will all take a knee uh, to recognize the injustice in this country during the national anthem. He didn't say any of that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I almost laughed when I heard people say, wow, this is quite a statement from the commissioner of the NFL. This is a statement about nothing. He's not really a, he, admit your fault. That's it. Like, just admit that, you know what, we just damaged this guy's reputation, right? Something he loved since he was a kid and wanted to play and would be playing for free if he wanted to, right, like on an everyday basis. And you pegged him as this animal that's disrespecting the flag. To me, I just, I don't like how people hide behind things. Like, don't, listen, if you, listen, how about this one? I respect, I come from Philadelphia, Right. So as my Italian friends, my Irish friends, black friends, Latin friends, whatever it is, we've said things at a younger age and I'm in my 40s that, you know, that's derogatory, that's racist, that's whatever it is. But a lot of us stuck together and that was just our neighborhood and how we were raised. Was it right? It wasn't right. Right. But just how we were as individuals. But I'm going to tell you this. If you are a racist. We can agree to disagree. It's OK. You stay on your side. I stay on my side. It's OK. But it's, it's less of you out there and more of good people out there. And what happens is we all blend all together. So you think everybody that's black is a criminal and everybody that's white is a racist. This propaganda has to stop. We have to get past that. And, and listen, call the people out. Matter of fact, put a tattoo on your arm. Say, you know what? I don't like black people. Or I don't like white people. Or I don't like Latins. Do that. So we won't have to worry about you. We put you on the island and all of us can kumbaya together that love each other. How about that one? (laughs) (laughs) They're scrambling. I mean, they are scrambling. The scab has been picked, and now they need a tourniquet, okay? It has absolutely gone out of control. All right, in the meantime, the NBA is back to business, sort of. Uh, We'll break that all down from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, rolling on on this Saturday, Harbin and Mobley coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We have divvied up all the cookies. The cookies have now been equally distributed to all those that ordered specific cookies here today. Yummy. So uh, everybody is happy. Uh, Gavin, I feel, I feel sorry for Gavin. Gavin's been on this uh, diet situation here. So the, the, the timing of the macadamia cookies, not good for you? It's or? not great. Um, yeah. They are delicious. I had one. Yes. Um, but I'm going to limit myself, take the rest home to the mm-hmm. girlfriend. But uh, one so a day. thank All you, right. Denise. Yeah. Yeah. But man, those yeah. are you're making it tough on me. I mean, I know it's okay. making it tough. <laughs> and of course, Sam's been getting all his steps in, right? You've been doing all your oh, steps? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of steps. I hit 12,000 yesterday, wow. 14,000 the day before that. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I had thought about 10,000 was sort of the max. That's five I went miles. went above and beyond, yes. Look at you. All right, well, very good. Uh, Catino is sitting here. He's happy as well. He's got his cookie intake. He's ready to roll. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, just found out uh, yesterday, Kevin Durant uh, will not will not return uh, for the remainder of the 2019-2020 season. Catino, he decided, look, this is best for me right now, uh, trying to start things up. Of course, he's been out the entire year after the blown Achilles, uh, and he has decided, no, I'm not going to come back. Smart play for him. The NBA will return. There's still some questions, though, about this whole return. You and I are on the same page as far as the 22 teams being there. It was unnecessary, but it was necessary, and I explain why. The reason that they have 22 teams and not just the 16 teams that were already in for the playoffs, those eight regular season games that all these 22 teams are going to be participating uh, essentially accounts for about $300 million for the players and everybody else. So I understand the economics of it. It actually could create an interesting situation. If you don't know how the format's going to work, this is how it's going to work. So you have five extra teams in the West and only one extra team in the East. Now, are they going to reseed everything? Are they sticking with the individual conferences? I'm a little unclear on that, but eventually the nine seed will play the eight seed. Whoever becomes the nine seed will play the eight seed. And I guess that would be in the East and the West. And then the nine seed, in order to advance into the playoffs, would have to beat the eight seed twice. The eight seed would only have to beat the nine seed once. 
So essentially, they would have a two-game series, but if the eight seed beats them in the first game, it's over. If the nine seed wins the first game, then the next game would decide which team will advance to the actual playoffs. I like that. So that's how they're going to do that. Once they get to the playoffs, then it's going to be a normal format. All right, so let's who's get the back. Ninth seed on the, uh, who's the ninth seed on the East? The only team out of Washington? the East was uh, Washington, the Wizards. Oh, my God. They, 24 wins, 24 Steve. and 40. Come on, man. I know. Listen, I love Bradley I mean, Beal. I mean, seriously, we have – are you going to be <laughs> – I love Bradley I, I know, Beal. I know we're all going to be starving to see some NBA basketball, but are you are you looking forward to that uh, possible matchup between the Washington Wizards and the Sacramento Kings? Is that a, wash, is that a watchable game? It did. Let's get it over with. What are we doing? Like I, start, I don't understand this. It man. was. It's all. Look at. Everything's about money. Okay, Serious? let's just we make it clear here. Washington Wizards, twenty-four wins. You let them twenty-four and forty. You trying to fight for? <laughs> and, they, and you know why they said? Well, they're only five and a half a games wasted. out of the playoffs. It's the wasted. It's a wasted week. It is. But again, it's about generating money. Seriously, I even if you are, and I'm not talking to you gamblers out there, Gavin, you know, you just want any game because you want to be able to put a bet on it. But, I mean, just from an interest standpoint, I mean, these this finish off of the regular season is this, I mean, the novelty will wear off. I mean, the first night, you know, everyone's going to be watching. Oh, look at the NBA's back. You better put them on then because, I mean, listen, because NBA hasn't, uh, been played in months. Yeah, watching the uh, uh, watching the Washington Wizards play whoever uh, may seem entertaining at the moment. But come on, man! Uh, come on, man! All right. So, by the way, wins. did you did are you figuring out this calendar right now, Katino? All right. So the season's going to end in October, but the next season starts in December. The season starts in December. Which means if you're in the NBA Finals, apparently you get like a week off before you have training camp. Because remember this, the NBA draft is going to be after the Finals are over in mid-October. Right. That's when you're going to have the draft, but the next season starts in December. So December what? Mid-December, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I said. No, no, I said <laughs> So November. there's no I time off. I, mean, I said the third week of November. When for a normal NBA season, mm-hmm. which starts in October, mm-hmm. When do you start the season? Well, technically, yeah. Okay. Preseason is October. Real games start late uh, late October, early November, first week of November. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're How many by. weeks before the start of the regular season are you called in by the team? Is it a month, two months, no, just six a month. weeks? No, just a month. Think about it. A month. In, in sep- September, right. think about this. In September, you're all, you're actually going back to your training facility. Right. Okay, wherever you at. And then late September is training camp uh, for two weeks, late September. But and late September, October, you've been off unless you've been in the NBA Finals since at least April or May. Right, right. It's April, May, June, July. Yeah. August, so let me ask you this. Five, almost four or five months. So there are eight teams that were completely left out. Mm-hmm. They will be off from mid-March until mid-December. Okay. That means nine months off. Okay. Other teams will be off less than a month. Right. It, it, does that matter at all? Teams that have been off for nine months you're as opposed have to teams that have been off for no, one you, month? You're going to have an advantage. Those teams have been off for just only a month because their muscles, the some some guys uh, over-condition. Mm-hmm. And when you have that much time, you don't know how to leverage when should I go work hard or when should I don't. 
So what's what's great for us is that when September comes, that late September, you know, training camp is starting, and then October is preseason, and sometimes a lot of starters don't play all preseason. But then when that late October comes, you start to gear up. There's another thing to think about. So the next season starts in December and will end in August instead of June. Everything's be pushed back a couple of months. The Summer Olympics have been rescheduled for 2021 in July. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to make it very difficult, obviously, for NBA players to participate in the Olympics because the season will still be going on. I don't think any team's going to allow a player to take time off in the middle of the NBA playoffs, right? So, I see an opportunity for Katino Mobley. <laughs> Not at all. To be a part of that Olympic team. Not three on three, maybe. <laughs> to half court. Half court, three on three. I'll be okay. Um, I, I don't think I can do so it. So, that's another thing. I mean, I don't I, – how much, how much stock do you think NBA players put into being part of the Olympics anymore? Is, it, is that really – a priority for NBA players to have a chance to participate in the Olympics? I think it used to be. I think it is at certain stints where uh, your age, Mm -hmm. um, after that, I think um, it gets to a point where – you know, you've started a family. You started businesses. Right. Um, you, you want your body to rest for your 82 game uh, fight. Uh, so I think it's you're not as enthused. And again, I've I've never played in the Olympics. I would love to have played uh, when I was younger. But I think I don't think the older you get, you're not as as thu- in, uh, enthused as you were when you were in your 20s and you're traveling and having fun. Now you have a family. You have businesses. You you are attending to when you're off. Um, yeah, you want to. You really want to get to to uh, to know and understand your family in the summer times because you're you know you're in and out of the house during the, the season. So I don't know if guys are really excited about that. Yeah, uh, as much uh, you, the older you get. Greg Popovich um, is uh, past the age of seventy. What do you what do you think of Adam Silver saying that any coach sixty and above, and I'd be in that group, um, will uh, most likely not be allowed on the bench? That because they're in that uh, age bracket, where obviously if they're if they do uh, get the COVID nineteen uh, disease that uh, or virus, that they would be more susceptible to serious ramifications. Well, I think those coaches too. Like you got to think about this, right? Like you can't stop your your daily. You can't stop your days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's face shields, there's masks, yeah. there's gloves. Like you should be able. And there's maybe a hand sanitizer on the side. Um, so you should be able to, uh, um, you know, um, maybe sign a waiver and say, you know, if anything does happen to me, I'm I'm the first one liable. But I'm putting that face mask on, that face shield on, and being out there with your people, just let them know that uh, everything, you know, well, I'm not saying everything is okay because you got a face mask and a shield on, but not only protecting yourself but other people. So I, I think they should be out there and just put some gloves on and face masks and, and you know, and your, uh, you know, face shield. We're in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You bring up a point that I would love to take to the next level, Catino, about the idea of personal responsibility in terms of dealing with this pandemic. We give some thoughts about the return of the fan coming up next. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Harbin and Katina Mobley, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You brought up a point, Katino, that I want to uh, take next level. You talked about, uh, we're talking about Greg Popovich, and there is a concern from Adam Silver about some of the older coaches, 60 and above. Are you serious? It's interesting because, like, Doc Rivers is, like, 58, 59. He's okay, but a guy that's 60 is not – I mean, it's so <laughs> – yeah, you have to draw the line somewhere, right? But you said, well, if I'm Greg Popovich, I sign a waiver. Okay. This gets back to the old premise about when is the right time for fans to return to the arena. You know, in baseball – on the back of every single Major League Baseball ticket, in very small print, it basically says this, that the, you are, the baseball is of no liability if you're hit and injured by a foul ball. It's there on your ticket. And obviously they're trying to avoid litigation. 
I can almost guarantee you that this will be a similar situation as far as people returning uh, before there's a vaccine for COVID-19. That there will be something on your ticket that will say that, you know, should you contract COVID-19, we're not liable for it. Now, is that fair? I, I, I find myself, and you could say, well, I'll, I'll still sue them. Well, good luck. Good luck. But I think this is where we are right now. When people decided to go out in mass to protest, people recognize there is a risk. If I'm gathered with thousands of people that I do not know, even if I'm wearing a mask, a mask does not protect me from getting COVID-19. But I'm willing to take that risk for the cause. So are we at the point now with this pandemic where we should basically, I think we all understand the rules, right? Mm -hmm. How can we put ourselves at less risk? Because every day we step outside, there's a risk, okay? Even staying in your own home, there is a risk. Every day we wake up, there is a risk in life. Right. So when we get back to the idea of opening stadiums, should we say, look, let them come. You understand the risk. If you, if you do get COVID-19 while you're at the game, we're not liable. You're clear on that, right? We got everything laid out. Is that the right approach? Or should we continue to side uh, as far as caution is concerned? Listen, I, I, and I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience. And uh, for me, back when I came into the NBA and Dr. Anthony Pacifico, who got rest his soul, passed away in 2004, if it wasn't for him giving me the green light to play, um, at that time when uh, I was taking my uh, exam to uh, my physical for the NBA, uh, it was some questions about my heart. Right. And um, come to find out uh, later on in my yeah, come to find out later on my uh, my career, uh, it was a misdiagnosis, hypertension. Let's let's talk to uh, and we'll get back to this. <laughs> let's talk to my man Mike Rappaport. I love Mike. Where is Mike? Crazy, Mike. Where you at? You Mike is, is Mike on? I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm in Los Angeles. How you guys doing? So yeah, so Mike Mike's my good friend. Uh, and listen, Mike's Mike's. If nobody knew this, Mike's uh, white and I'm black. Uh, so just to let, <laughs> just to, just to let everybody Wait a know. Second. Hold on a second. <laughs> you didn't know that, Steve? That's a showstopper right you, you there. You didn't know that one. <laughs> I had no idea. So the big uh, surprise is that you're black, cat. People yeah. didn't know that after seeing you play and be in the public for for the last one years. They're shocked by hearing that. No, today. It's, it's listen. It's so crazy, man. But uh, we, we were just I just Facetime Mike just to kind of we we you know we talk to each other, you know, um, uh, uh, regularly uh, throughout the month. Uh, and it's so crazy. The last time we. Spent the last time we spoke it was a crazy situation now and talking again this whole world is like turned around on us uh mike what what, what is your thoughts on um this whole george floyd and and all these um these uh, the propaganda's misconception that's going around man it, it, i mean there's so much um it's it, it, you know when you ask me that question it's like you know the, the word that 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 i've used a lot is, is daunting you know obviously you know i think it's I think it's a blessing in a, in a, in a, in a terrible, terrible way that, that that murder was caught on tape. You know, um, it's uh, opened up a lot of people's eyes that, that, that have, have buried or weren't aware. I don't know about the reality of, of, of the drasticness of, of what goes on. You know, for me, um, you know, 
obviously what happened to George Floyd, Tamir Rice, and, and, and all the names, Breonna Taylor, and the, 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 you know, the Eric Garner, that's the, the most tragic and extreme. You know, for me, and Kat, you, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you know, the slights, the disrespect, and let me just also say, I, I have nothing but love and respect and admiration for the police, you know, um, saying that. And I don't think people need to treat everything right now as black and white. But right. the, I, I don't know one black man in particular who hasn't been slighted, disrespect, pushed around um, by, by a policeman in their life, you know. And uh, I've seen it happen right in front of my face, you know. Um, because I mean, you're like from said, you're from New York too, and I'm from Philadelphia, I'm, 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 so I'm we've from seen New this. York. I'm, I'm from I've seen it because you know I you know I grew up around black kids, you know that's 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 you know, and it was through sports, you know, and and you know since I'm 11, 12, 12 years old in in the neighborhoods, in the hoods, you see all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. that you know I wasn't exposed to. It wasn't happening where I'm from, you know. So I think that you know obviously the the the, the murder. Is, is the most extreme, but people go, well, you know, there's this statistic and there's that statistic and there's not that many, you know, of this and that, that many of that. The, the, it's not just that. It's the slights. It's the disrespects. It's the extra push. It's the identification thrown on the ground. It's the, you know, get the F out of here, N-word. You know, it's, right. you know, it's those things that add up, you know. Um, they confuse like things said, with semantics, too, right? So the, the yeah, semantics of... Yeah, and 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 you know it's 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 hard to articulate, and it's hard to. There's been so much going on in the last two weeks, you know, for for everybody to process. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it's made me think. It's made me, you know, remember things. It's made me, you know, conscious. And and uh, you know, I think I think that there's going to be a lot of good that comes from this. I yeah, think that there's, there's going to be some. I, I, but but, you know, I I, I think there's. You know, I, I I don't know. It's a lot. So that, that that's what you know. What I could say. You know, uh, I yeah. Without without I, without really getting crazy, uh, and your 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 uh, the way you express things, which I love so much. Steve Hartman wants to ask you uh, a question. Really, well, quick. I mean, Mike, I look at. Uh, I'm older than you. Um, as a white guy that's been involved in the sports world my entire life, and, and been around athletes, much like you're very connected with the uh, sports world through your acting, comedy, and everything else, but you have that connection to the sports world, always have. I mean, I you know, race has not been a major factor for me. When, when I was a little kid growing up in Los Angeles, I was a Dodger fan. I hated the Giants. I was a Laker fan. I hated the Celtics. I mean, I, I, I never saw beyond the uniform. And so when we... We grow up, then we understand there's a lot more to it than just, you know, the uniform you're wearing and race and everything else. We, we take a step back and, and say to myself, uh, you know, as a white man, exactly what is my role in all of this? And I think in the aftermath of this horrific murder of this man, I, I just the nonchalance of it just absolutely just was mind boggling to me. And mm-hmm. it, it really comes down to. The only way to make change here is that everybody works together in a common cause. And I I just ask you, Mike, I mean, you've been around a lot of athletes. I've been around a lot of athletes of all races. And the idea of a unified front, which would be the only way to make any significant change, 
Do you think that's achievable? Yeah, I mean, I think it's achievable. I, I, I mean, like I said, you know, as far as black one, you're never going to get everybody to think the same way. You know, I, I think that, you know, it, it's just impossible, you know, and, and, and it, you're never going to get all black people to think the same way. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get all True. Spanish people, Chinese people. It's never going to happen. But, you know, I think, I, I, I think there's, uh, in regards to sports, sports is such a, incredible thing especially for kids and team sports um and 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 whether i don't care what level you're playing at if you're the, the wackest you know flag football team the most trash you know third grade basketball team you know but it just you it's not even what you do on the court it's the hanging out it's the, the to the game the camaraderie the bat- yeah that camaraderie it's, yeah it's and, and that for me was a, a, a an eye-opener and it took me to places as a kid, when you're not even thinking about it, at least the way, you know, my perspective, and my perspective is different than anybody else's perspective and so on and so forth, you know, it's, it's just such an important thing. And, you know, and, 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 and sports is dominated by black men, um, you know, and I think the voices can be heard. But also it's – that's a, in a way misleading. Katino Mobley, LeBron James, James Harden, whatever athletes, these are, these are uh, uh, you know, these are uh, rocket ships. These are these – are, um, you know, a uh, one, one, a dime, a dime, not even a dozen. You know, they, but so it's not about just sports and and you, you know, so few people are going to make it to a professional level of sports. It's just about humanity. It's about talking. It's not yeah. being afraid. It's 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 you know, it's not it's it, not just hip hop music. It's not Denzel Washington. It's the day to day, and and to just. Yeah, it's you know, it's definitely so it's definitely out. yeah, it's definitely a marathon, right? It's not a race. One, two is, and we have to stay patient with each other. But yet, it's called controlled aggression, right? Control yourself, but be aggressive when you're trying to make your point. So, and Steve, Mike, Mike's wife is black. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, what I want to ask, and and you can like explain this in in the simplest form as possible, is like when you're in this household. I watched something on IG, and a white father uh, gave his son. Uh, of course, a white little boy, um, uh, uh, four pictures. And the pictures were different people, uh, little kids, black, white, Asian, whatever. They were hugging, kissing, whatever they were doing. And he would say, what do you see different in this picture? And the only thing the kid was saying was, oh, I just see grass. Oh, I just see that they're kissing. Oh, they're hugging. It's not that they were black, they were white, it's nothing. So he's teaching his son to see of course, we're going to see color. That's just what it is in life, right? Right. But just to There's see that everybody, wrong with that too. right? Exactly. I, but what is your conversations in your I, life? I, and I wait, let me just let me just inter- interrupt you. Yeah. You know, you know, as far as like people saying I don't see color, bull crap. That's bull crap. Bull, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like if you say like I, the other day, I was thinking about that. I don't see color. I was on my little my little workout. I'm in better shape than Katino right now. But I saw <laughs> I was looking at everybody in front of me: black people, white people. Then a guy came down the hill with one leg. You know, he had a, a bite, you know, like um, a prosthetic leg. And I was like, what am I going to say? I don't see a guy with one leg. You do see those things. It's just <laughs> right, how you treat right. everybody. Exactly. Continue. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm just saying, what What are you, in, in these different conversations, and I'm seeing a lot on Instagram where the little girl's telling, her father's telling her to shut up. She don't know what she's talking about. Um, she's too privileged. And he's mm. he works in the ghetto. And then black people and brown people are this and that. He was saying it in a negative term. And she was kind of sticking up for uh, the, the the minority race and saying they've been oppressed, blah, blah, blah. And because she was younger, he was saying she don't know what she's talking about. So when you get in these conversations, whether, of course, Mike, you white and your, your wife was black, these conversations, 
you're you're basically and you tell me right i'm not answering for you but it seems like not only just growing up around us and we're all brothers here you and i has been for a very long time it seems like you more so listen than you try to interject your views of what we as a black race should be able to feel or think what what, what is that conversation like in your household yeah, and that's a good question um you know, as far as my kids, you know, uh, in regards to kids and, you know, in, in referencing that, you know, I was aware of, of that. Uh, you know, my kids are, are, are obviously they're white, my, but their mom is white. Um, and, and for me, having black people uh, uh, around, you know, having black people as, you know, they're, yo, this is Uncle Terry, this is Uncle Gerald, this mm-hmm. is Uncle this one. And, 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 you know, and that was just my natural thing. I think that was a, a big thing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for me. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's not just like, oh, oh I'm going to go to this, you know, uh, treating people like th- that's who was around me. And I think that's a big thing. And you can't just like, it's not like, you know, uh, um, you know, people are so freaked out. And, and, you know, especially white people, you see them on Instagram. They're like, it's as if they just discovered black people 10 <laughs> days ago. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And that's great. Yeah. But for me, you know, just exposing them to, to people uh, that are black. And, yo, some of them are going to be cool. Some of them ain't going to be cool. Some of your white people that you're going to come across are going to be cool. Some of them ain't going to be cool. Right. And they should be treated as such. Right. It shouldn't be, you know, there's always going to be divine. And I think that, you know, people are always going to, gravitate towards sticking towards their own whether it's asian people chinese people jewish you know it, whatever makes you comfortable and, and that and that there's nothing wrong with that uh, uh but it, you know that doesn't mean you you can't live like that anymore we can't live like that anymore we can't live where you you know you don't know other people of other colors and and me growing up i'm just talking about my experience in new york in the 70s and the 80s in the city that just wasn't my experience um, and, and that's just a blessing, you know, and, and like I said, I see color, people see color. And, you know, I remember having this conversation, you know, with a, with a black dude and like, you know, about the, I see color, I don't see color. And the black dude was like, trust me, when black people come into a room with a bunch of white people, they see them as a bunch of white people. And that's cool. And, and that's fine. Just like the guy running down the hill who had one leg. I saw the dude running down the hill who had one leg, but everybody needs to be treated with respect and fairly and uh, uh, and, and, you know, and it's daunting and it's, it, it is daunting. And, you know, I said at the top of the, the conversation, cause you know, my mind starts to race and all that stuff, but I just think, you know, it just starts with having conversations. You could, you, you should have aggressive conversations, controlled, aggressive com- conversations. I don't think, you know, people should be, uh, canceled and you don't know this and everything you say is wrong because there's been, uh, uh people of all sorts of color in the media of every color uh, sports media who have had, you know, uh, opinions that have changed, ebbed and flowed about the Kaepernick situation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, some people would say, oh, I would love to take that back. And, you know, and, and, and you know, should he play? Is he, is he a good enough quarterback? Is he getting kicked out? You know, all that stuff. So, you know, if you, it's just, it's very complicated, but I think, you know, there has to be some sort of reset in some way. Uh, uh, but the reset, not forgetting everything that got us to the reset, if that makes any sense. Right, right. Mike, we appreciate you joining us. By the way, one very quick question for you. We're up against it a little bit, but one on one against Cat, how, how would you do? I mean, are, are you are you putting up some points against Cat Mobley or what? I, I, let me tell you something. I, I, I would normally joke about it. Anybody who's ever been around professional basketball players, uh, certainly a, a guy like Cat is elite. 
I don't care if it's Cat or Brian Scalabrini or, or the guy who sat behind Brian Scalabrini. If you've ever been around professional basketball players and you think, <laughs> I don't care who you are, you think you could compete with. I put Cat Mobley up against 50 dudes today, and I know he's not in good shape. He'll bust each and every, every one of them easily. A few of them might score, but he, he – he, and I put Scalabrini, the same thing. So if you've been around pros and you've seen the workout, seen him shoot around, you, you know the reality of it. That being said, Cat <laughs> wanted to like, like you know, like race me or something like that. I could maybe give him some trouble in that. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, bro. Uh, Mike, Love you guys. I appreciate it anytime. And uh, you know, thanks for having me. And, and the good the good news is for everybody is that. NBA is coming back, so that'll be fun. I would love to talk to you guys about that when we get yes, close. Sir. We will definitely make it yes, a day, sir. Michael. Yes, Thanks sir. so much. All right, there he is, Michael Rappaport, joining us right there. Uh, great stuff with him. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, a little a little deep into the bottom of the hour. But let's find out what's trending right now. Once again, David Gascon is with us. Interesting conversation. Yeah. I, I bring it up because it sounds like – Sounds like I can't speak for him, but it sounds like Michael has changed the stance on people that make those takes in the media. Yeah. Oh, I mean, definitely. I, I remember it because I vividly remember him publicly trashing Vince Scully mm-hmm. for making a comment about the National Football League and Colin Kaepernick. And this is a guy that was bearing witness to what Hank Aaron did mm-hmm. back in the day, breaking a home run record in Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and seeing firsthand Jackie Robinson and all that is with the Dodgers history. So that's fascinating. Fascinating as it is, uh, like you guys talked about, it's uh, changing times. And speaking of that, on FS1 right now, NASCAR Cup Series continues in Atlanta. Chase Elliott is your leader. Timmy Hall's in second place, and Austin Hill is in third place. Meanwhile, college football scene does not look good for Utah. They suspended defensive coordinator Morgan Scaley, effective immediately after a racist text was discovered from back in 2013. Penn State and Ohio State will get back to work on Monday, June the 8th. Packers have signed six-round pick offense 11. John run into a four-year deal. And, guys, Major League Baseball is flirting with the idea of having a 48-game regular season schedule. That's according to Jeff Passan of ESPN. Back to you guys. All right, thank you very much, David. Once again, for all of the ones who get it done, there's Granger offering supplies and solutions for every industry, plus 24-7 customer support and product specialists always ready to answer any question. Call or visit Granger.com. It is uh, it is a time for self-reflection right now for everybody. Uh, again, anyone that has seen the video of the murder of George Floyd, I don't... I watched it again the other day. It's it's so beyond comprehension. Yeah, yeah. It's so beyond comprehension that I don't know how anyone who sees the video can honestly say that they're not in some way affected by that. Mm-hmm. Um. And it, and it does inspire people to think to themselves, okay, what what can I do? What 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 is it I can do? I get back to something I said earlier about it starts in the home. Mm-hmm. It right. starts with the education of children. Right. Because this is where when, when a child is born, they're not born with prejudice. That is something taught them. And 
you know, Michael Rappaport was just talking about the fact that the people that say, well, I don't see color. It's ridiculous. Of course you see color. <laughs> it's like saying I don't see someone that's tall or short or blonde or brunette. Or, exactly. exactly. Or, I mean, we all see I'm attracted to this person, but I don't know that they have blue eyes or green eyes. Or <laughs> I mean, she has blonde hair or yeah, brunette. They or, all look the same to me. Well, right? that's Mocha ridiculous. None of us are alike. None. As you even mentioned, twins that may look alike are not alike. I have I've known sense. twins that are just completely different personalities My mom's that are identical. My mom's a fraternal twin. Yeah. I have godsons that are twins. Right. And you, nobody really can tell them apart until you're around them, and then you can really see that, okay, they're, they look alike, but there's some tweaks. So it's. I mean, I, I again, I, I think it's about judge of character. I mean, I've never, I have really never thought otherwise, Katino. Mm -hmm. I, I separate people into two categories. Those that are nice and those that are not. <laughs> and the good news is the overwhelming majority are good people. The right. overwhelming majority right. are good people. Exactly. And there exactly. are bad apples. There are bad apples everywhere. And it's unfortunate. But these are the character flaws of people that we have to deal with. You know, so I it's there's there's a lot of self-examination. Can I do more? Do I feel guilty? I mean, I'm going to say something right now. I want to ask you about this, Catino, because a lot of people, they look at the officer and his knee on the neck of George Floyd as he kills the man. Mm -hmm. Is that a fair representation of white America and black America, the action of one man? And that's, see, that's what well, this is the thing, right? Uh, without getting into all the the the, the propaganda and the the, the, the conspiracy theories of everything, they let you read, see, and hear what they want you to. So if we, uh, as a people, as a human race, unite, right? There's a difference. So if I show you a white cop with his knee on a man and he's begging for his mother and he's begging he can't breathe. And I continuously keep showing you that. Or I keep showing you these um, stories about deadbeat dads where there's more fathers out there breaking their neck to be around their children. If I keep showing you those stories, if I keep showing you reality shows where these women are overprivileged and, you know, chaotic and it's all this drama and all this other stuff, you're going to believe more of that than you have any, if you are anything else. If I'm looking at the 10 o'clock news and the 5 o'clock news and every time I'm looking at it is the car chase or somebody's robbing, killing, stealing and whatever it is, that's a Debbie Downer. There's so many different things that we have to understand you're being programmed on. Opposed to saying, you know what? Even a fight, if a white person fights with a white person, I mean, it's just, it's what it is. It's a quarrel. But if a black person fights with a white person, now it's more of a racist situation. So we, we use these different types of terms to be able to identify what's not really there, but is there, if that makes sense. Right. So the only way I can identify something that you put a cup on, you put a plate on, you put a, a, a mail on. I, if I point to it and there's other objects around it, you won't even know until I point to it until I say what? Table. So <laughs> from the Japanese to the Chinese and them having their own racial disparities to the blacks and the whites in America, to Russians, to uh, uh, different types of uh, Jewish individuals, there's dislike everywhere. But for some odd reason, I'm just talking about America because that's where I was born. For some odd reason, they kind of they highlight black and white. And what happens is the good white people and the good black people get kind of mended 
into this whole chaotic, excuse my language, BS about uh, racism, which there is. There is status quo. There is racism. There is things that go on. But the way we display these things out there is just unfair for people who don't think like that. So everybody else is also, oh, so Steve Hartman, he's white. Oh, he thinks like that. No, that's not true. Oh, Katina Mobley, he's black, so he's a criminal. Oh, that's not true. Oh, such and such, he's this because he's from this neighborhood. They're they're animals. No, that's not true. They want to get out. They want to become better. But the system is set up a certain way, whether it's in reading the newspaper, whether it's on the media, whatever it is, you're getting... It, it, what is it called? Indoctrinated. You're, you're, these, this information is put this inside your body. Yeah, putting inside your body to make you just like say, okay, you know what? I, I have to believe it. There's nothing else that I can believe. This is what it is. Once again, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on your car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So in the midst of all this craziness that's going on right now, there is one sport that really seems to be marching to their own tune. Try to figure out what's wrong with Major League Baseball. Coming up next. Steve Harbin and Katino Mobley, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So the NBA is set. Yes. They will be coming back. NHL, they're going to be coming back. NFL insists they're right on schedule. College football, there's still some questions there. we got to work that out. College seems a lot different. And then there's Major League Baseball. Wow. <laughs> so here's where we are right now. If, you, if you're not exactly sure what the next move is as far as Major League Baseball, because as we sit here right now, there are no conversations going on between the owners and the players to start the 2020 Major League Baseball season. This comes down to money, of course. An agreement was reached in March when they shut down spring training that the p- players would be played prorated. In other words, they would be paid for games that were scheduled. So if you have an 81-game schedule, you get half your pay. Players agreed to that. Then the uh, Major League Baseball owners decided to change the game. They wanted a 50-50 revenue split. Players said, no, we have an agreement So both sides threw out their idea of how long a season should be. The owners said, how about 82 games? Players said, how about 114 games? All of that was rejected. So here's where we are, Catino. The ball is really in the hands of the owners. The owners could say, all right, we'll we'll pay your prorated salaries. We'll have a 48-game schedule. How's that sound to you? Because that's, that's what we want to tell everybody that we can afford. We can pay you for maybe a third of the season and not beyond that because we have no revenue. We're going to have no fans in the stands, uh, despite the fact that Major League Baseball has reported revenue gains for each of the last 17 seasons. So it is very real. Why, why, would, why wouldn't you do that, right? Just think about that. Why, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you say, you know, let's – Let's go along with the forty-eight or the eighty-two, or whatever it is. Let's go. Let's say go. Let's go along with the forty-eight. Now you're talking play, about the players, right? Let's let's just how about this one. Okay. Let's go along with the the forty. I'm just I'm just hypothetical. I'm just speaking. Yeah. Let's go along with the forty-eight. Mm-hmm. After we finish the forty-eight, we rest and we start a whole new season on. Mm-hmm. Because hopefully this this uh, situation won't uh, spill into the following 
season. Well, the question is, do you want to, because 48 games would still be a couple of months, you're going to be making a fraction of your salary. You're forfeiting uh, at least three quarters of your salary. But everybody's losing now. There's people that don't even have jobs. So everybody's losing now. So why not bring something to the people so they have something to look forward to, especially these baseball fans that are out there. So you're, you're, you believe, see, because ultimately this, the owners want the players to have to make the final decision. Right. In other words, if the players reject the idea of coming back for only 48 games at a fraction of their salaries, then the owners are going to say, look, we, we gave it, we gave it to the players. They decided they're mm-hmm. the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They decided they didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you understand this is all perception, right? Well, I'm just thinking, to blame? I, right? And, I, and again, that's the, the putting blame on each other. I'm just thinking of the fans and saying, like, listen, give us something, right? So if it's if it's, I agree if it's with 48, that. if it's 82, whatever, it's give us something. Let's go. Let's get through this this rough patch because everybody had a rough patch, and then go from there. Well, this is what they're going to have to decide, and they're going to have to decide it real, real soon. Because they have a collective bargaining agreement coming up at the end of the 2021 season, and this could have a major carryover. Forget 2020. How about a 2021 season? All right, we're on the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What comes of what we're going through right now? We're going to tell you next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Continuing on this Saturday, well, fed today, at least from a cookie standpoint, Hartman and Mobley coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 50 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Denise's cookies arrived today in mass. Uh, you've got your uh, oatmeal raisin. Now, I don't think you guys understand what my day is going to be like, okay? So what I'm yeah. going to do is yes. I'm going to take my cookies home, okay? Right. I'm yes. going to warm them up just a little bit, not a lot, yes. just a little bit. Uh. I'm going to give me a big glass of, like, uh, 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 Are you a milk, milk? guy? What? Yeah? I am okay. a, I'm going a, I'm to a put the milk in the freezer type of wait oh, a couple wow. of minutes, mm, guys. Ice cold. Right? Put me on something. You Ooh. know, watch me a nice little boy. Let the, let the, uh, the, let the show cookie. Let the show watch me before yeah. I fall asleep after wow. I indulge in my cookies. And then your yeah. kids will get a hold of them. Nope. nope. No, not a chance. <laughs> nope. We will fight. Sharing those we will fight. It will, it will be you, a real riot got? in that house. What do you got? Eight or nine cookies there? That'll last you there. Let me see how many. How many of those do you actually have? I agree with it. Just a little warm up there. One, let's see. One, I two, love three, the four, idea five, of a little six, warm seven, up. Eight, nine, oh. Ten, ten Ooh, cookies. And I have whipped cream. Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you this. It's <laughs> fine to eat. Let me tell you this, guys. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not playing. I'm sure my daughter, I'm telling you, if my daughter try, mm. I'm telling you, it was, it's going to be some smoke <laughs> in the city. I'm telling you. She better not come near me with nothing. I'm telling you. All right. So uh, the warning Don't is touch. out there. Do not separate him from his cookies. All right. Put that cookie down. Uh, Arnold impression there. Well, we, we have I don't to care have, who you look like. Put the cookie down. We have to have some levity around here. We really do. Because things things are getting serious right uh, now, especially around the National Football League. You know, we, we get back to how this all started. Drew Brees, by the way, he was, he was talking to Yahoo Finance. I'm still trying to figure out why. But he said this, quote, I will never, and that's a key word, never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag. Now, what really took this off to the next level is Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins has uh, been uh, an advocate, okay? You talk about a guy that walks the walk. That's Malcolm Jenkins. Guess which team Malcolm Jenkins just signed with? No. The New Orleans Saints. Wow. So he wait. Did he sign before this comment? No, he'd already signed before the <laughs> comment, right? So he he was disappointed because he says, "Look, you know, Drew, you're someone that I've always admired and everything else, but sometimes you need to just shut the f up." And so the next day, Drew Brees apologized, saying that he was being insensitive. For his comments, the president said that there was no need for Drew Brees to apologize and that he should not take his words back. Well, Drew Brees said this on Instagram in response to what the president said. He said, through my ongoing conversations with friends, teammates, and leaders in the black community, I realize that this is not an issue about the American flag. It has never been. We can no longer use the flag to turn people away or distract them from the real issues that face our black communities. We did this back in 2017, and regretfully, I brought it back with my comments this week. We must stop talking about the flag and shift our attention to the real issue of systemic racial injustice, economic oppression, police brutality, 
and judicial and prison reform. We are at a critical juncture in our nation's history. If not now, then when? Mm -hmm. We, as the white community, need to listen and learn from the pain and suffering of our black communities. We must acknowledge the problems, identify the solutions, and then put this into action. The black community cannot do it alone. This will require all of us. And by the way, just in response to that, I believe I do have a response from Malcolm Jenkins, who said, Drew, as much as your comments hurt me and many other people, I appreciate you for listening because being heard is a big part of it. So what he's saying is, all right, we're taking a step in the right direction. You had mentioned mm -hmm. a week ago, because I had asked you about this process before Drew Brees spoke, that you said, look, because I asked you about the role that NBA superstars could play mm -hmm. in this, and you said, look, it, it, it needs to come from a white star. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Now, Tom Brady has not spoken out, but he has um, posted on his social media comments from the Players Coalition in support of. He's lent his name to that. Mm -hmm. Do we need more players to speak out publicly about this? Can they do it uh, in a more uh, discreet way or behind-the-scenes way, which is basically what Tom Brady is, mm -hmm. you know, on social media supporting the cause? Mm -hmm. how, how, how would you like to see this uh, move forward and, and take that next step? Well, I mean, for me— From when, the sports community. Well, yeah, all right. For, from, from, just from the sports community. You got to think about it like this, right? So for me, what I, what I think is speaking out in public— and not just Malcolm Jenkins and LeBron James and Chris Paul, myself, whoever it is, Jalen Roses, whoever it is, uh, us being black athletes, right? Right. It becomes redundant, just us speaking for us. We need our peers, the white peers, that other Christian white people or other uh, evangelical, other Mormon, whatever you are, those people that look up to these different types of white celebrities – you need to be in, not only in public you need to say this, but you need to be in a situation which yourself is, you need to be in a situation where yourself is behind closed doors, making those same type of people feel uncomfortable. Having those conversations behind closed doors, so, because listen, listen to this, Steve. If there's a bully, and nobody speaks up about the bully, and all of a sudden you got a group of people who were around the bully and then says, you know what? It was 12 of us, and we didn't say anything when you were doing it. But guess what? We're not going for it no more, so leave those people alone. Maybe one person said it, two persons. But if it's five, six, seven, eight, nine, guess what they'll start doing? Retreating. They will have to rethink their methods and their ways. And to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? I was wrong. Hopefully, the majority of people will say that. But like I said before, we're not saying that we're better than nobody else, and we don't want nobody else saying we're better than them as a community. Right. What we're saying is. It just matters. Can we just like agree that it matters? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's go there. Let's go there. That it matters. So when Drew said when Drew said that, uh, you know, after Malcolm said, you know, either shut up or do X, Y and Z. And Drew said, you know what? I need to start listening. Mm -hmm. Not only listening, but taking actions, controlled aggression. You need to, when we start, when we can do those things, the Drews, the Toms, the Aaron Rodgers, and all these different types of, of white celebrities that are out there that people look up to and whatever religion that they are, that's when you can turn this around for individuals. Now, while they're doing that, I always said this, you loot, 
you riot, you protest, whether it's peaceful, whatever it is, to each his own. You do your thing. Now, the only people that know they've done something right is the people that they can look in the mirror and say, you know what? I protest and I did it the right way, right? The rioting and looting, whatever the case is. I can't fault or say anything to anybody else. You shouldn't be breaking down your own community, tearing up a small business. You shouldn't be doing that. But what I will say is now what's our plan? What do you do now? Now, if they give you a bone, do you take the bone and go back into your own house? Or do you start setting up programs for these inner cities? Do you start start uh, making sure that these uh, 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 whether uh, these little these schools in, inside these inner cities and uh, these laws are changed so it helps everyone, not just a certain privilege, right? Where the the whether it's uh, 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 buying a house and the interest rates skyrocket on you, so you can't pay the taxes, or what? what uh, uh, um, any uh, equality for all when it comes to all type jobs, all types of different things, right? So. We have to, as a whole society, hold everyone accountable and but have a plan because they can just give you a bone really quick. They can lock those four dudes up. You can see them getting their butts whipped, those four dudes, and, and being tortured for a whole year. But you still, as a human being, you're still going to do the things you've been doing before because that's your comfort zone. We have to get out of our comfort zone and get to a point in our lives where we say, you know what? I'm okay with being uncomfortable I'm okay with being comfortable in an uncomfortable situation because I want not just my world, my world, my vision to change. I want it to change for everybody else so we become equal as a unit. And we have now we all have an even playing field. The symbolic gesture of taking a knee during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. In the NBA, there were specific rules against it. So in the aftermath of the NFL's controversy back in 2017, mm -hmm. the players agreed to adhere to the NBA rules. There were no NBA players taking the knee during the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's going to change in the NBA? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. If um, players, I mean, again, we get back to leadership of Chris Paul and LeBron James. I'm talking about the M NBA. NBA. The NBA, NBA has no has specific language that prevented players from taking. That's why you never saw an NBA players take a knee during the controversy of the Colin Kaepernick situation in the NFL. The players adhered to the rule. Still there. Do you think that the league, if players decide we do want to take a knee, even though there's specific language against it, mm -hmm. would the NBA be open to that idea? Well, listen, the NBA has been innovative. Uh, it's It's been progressing for, for a very long time. From Is that something Chris Paul, LeBron James, the leaders of the Players Union, would push for if enough players felt it necessary? Well, I think Colin Kaepernick did it right, and he did it the, the best way possible. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, in, follow, uh, in, in following him, Eric Reed and, and whoever mm -hmm. uh, this was, I think now is the time where, you know, and I may seem uh, arrogant, or, uh, arrogant or ignorant when it comes to this, uh, the, 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 the knee-taking now, we've, we're, now we're out there. George Floyd has mm -hmm. died. There's so many different uh, individuals uh, that has passed away. Mm -hmm. Now what do we do? Because if you're going to keep taking a knee, right, it, 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 you're missing the point. George Floyd passed away. Colin Kaepernick's knee taking back four years ago was because of situations like this. Now what we say is from the protesting to the rioting to the, the looting, now we're saying to ourselves, okay, now we got anything. We understand everything, whether you're white, black, whatever it is. 
Now let's do this. Let's come all come together. And what? Listen, if some people want to take a knee, that that's listen. You do you. But I, me personally, what I'm saying is, what do we do from there? What do we do from there? You're going to keep doing it because they were marching 56 years ago and people are still dying. Mm-hmm. What do we do as a as a as a as a human race from there? Now I'm not saying taking a knee won't help it now, but all I'm saying is, okay, that's that's done. It's it's been done. What do you do now? That's all. I'm I'm I'm, I'm asking that question, the, and the, I don't think players will. I don't think they will take a knee. I think they will do other things, whether it's affecting communities in a very positive way and putting pressure on a lot of these different types of corporations to be able to give back to these communities so every of these of these uh, young uh, generation can have a chance. I agree with you. In other words, the symbolic gesture of taking a knee, we've been there. And still we're where we are right now. Right. There's got to be something else. Taking a knee is not going to make the change. Right. We get it. Everyone is, has been brought to attention on this matter. I think we're all clear on that. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So how excited should we be about the return of the NBA? Well, I'm huh? excited about my cookies, but, yeah, the NBA. I know. Yeah, I know. You've got ten that cookies. Too. You're going to warm them yes. up just a little bit. You're going to get that ice-cold milk. Put it right to in the freezer. To get some milk and cook. I'm going to put it in the freezer for about a minute and a half. After that, it starts to freeze. So yes. I'm going to put about a minute and a half, and I'm good. Denise shared some of the secrets yeah, on why telling, that I'm not cook- telling no one. No secrets on why that cookie it, tastes so good. Yeah, okay. Don't even look at me like that, uh, Sam. You're not getting <laughs> the ingredient. You understand? Um, Yummy. What kind of MBA are we going to see when the games return? We'll figure this out coming up next. Milk and cook. To get some milk and cook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Steve Arbin and Catino Mobley. All right, Kat. So we have the NBA returning a 22-team format, and here we go. So let's get back to the process of getting everybody back together and what we're actually going to see once the games begin. So the first thing's first, of course, they have to bring them all in. And and by the way, I've never been really part of this Disney complex, but we're talking about an area that is so large that like even from the hotels that everyone will be staying at to the arenas is like a 15 minute shuttle ride. I mean, it's like a city within a city. Okay. Right, right. And so they, they've created this, this really optimum bubble for everyone in the NBA community. I understand that each team will be allowed 35 people. So that would be including, obviously, the players, coaches, medical staff. Who else? Members of the front office that are deemed essential. So 35 people per each. There was some that some thought maybe 28, 35. But remember this. You're going to be subjected to two weeks of testing before anything happens, before they get out on the practice court. And you know as well as I do, Catino, many will test positive. Right. Many mm-hmm. will test positive. If you haven't been following the restarts of some of these leagues in Korea and Japan and other leagues out there, or the uh, soccer leagues, the football leagues in Europe, they did all this testing and found out, guess what? A lot of people tested positive that had no symptoms. So then you have to shut them down. How do you feel about the idea, because the players were very clear on this, that they wanted to have some access to their families, wives, kids, and everything else? Their their response was, well, you can do that, but they would have to go through the same two-week quarantining before you could see them. (laughs) So, I mean... Let me ask you this, and, and before we even get to what kind of quality basketball we're going to see. I think the, the wives court. ask for that. I don't think the husbands really care. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, <laughs> just, but I mean, I'm just kidding. I mean, the idea that how do, how do you think this will affect the mindset of a player? I mean, obviously it's on an individual basis, but could you see certain players whose gains might be altered slightly because they're thinking about things out of their control? They, they can't see their wife or kids. Or, you know, whatever it is that there serves as some kind of distraction instead of being able to 100% focus on their game. Well, I think um, for us, we've, uh, since we were 12 years old or maybe younger for uh, other guys, we've been traveling so much. So we don't really truly have um, that home base until it's that summertime where you regularly can sit, wake up with your kids, wife, dog, family, girlfriend, whoever it is that you're dealing with, uh, we can check. I'm not going to say, well, I, I'm going to say it like this. Uh, we can check out, mm-hmm. meaning like we can really sh- 
really hone down and focus on our craft. At well, the you moment. could check out. Not I mean, everybody, right? Well, yeah, not everybody. I'm not. I mean, again, checking out meaning like you you have a certain amount of time that you have to focus. So. This this may be one of those times. It may be where some guys, you know, their family's going to have to go through that procedure. But, uh, you know, they're, these guys are so mentally strong and they know that you don't really get to see your mate anyway during the season as much that I think they'll be okay. All right. So by the time that we actually start the games, mm-hmm. there will be about a four-and-a-half-month period from the last games that were played mm-hmm. – and real games, not practice, not real games, will restart. What do you expect to see once these uh, uh, the regular season resumes? What are we going to see out on the court? Well, it's going to be the same thing. It's literally going to be the same thing. You know, it's just funny because uh, with LeBron and remember, I think Lamar Odom, he played in the Olympics and Kyle mm-hmm. Gasol played for Spain and all these different guys were playing. And then they took about, they had about, uh, the Olympics stopped in August, I think. Yeah. Right? And uh, they had a great they had a great run in the Olympics. Uh, Powell's team, uh, Lamar, and those guys. And then when they came back, the Lakers in the very beginning looked really sharp. Powell, Lam- uh, Lamar, uh, Kobe. Um, he was just getting over a knee surgery or something like that, so he wasn't at full throttle. But those guys were carrying the team in the beginning, and uh, they looked fresh. And uh, you know, I think when when you're when you basketball is a rhythm sport, uh, you know, and, and people who haven't played it or doesn't don't really understand uh, the, the the you know the the ins and outs of it, and just under, to see the guys running up and down the floor dribbling the ball, basketball is such a rhythm sport that you have to play the sport. Right. You can't just take off. You got to right? have five guys in unison <laughs> yeah. on the court. Yeah, you got to. Not only you have to, you have to practice. When you have to practice by yourself, you have to practice with other people as well. After that, and then once you practice with other people, you have to play in some games to get the rhythm. So it's a. This sport is not the easy, not easy as we uh, people think it is. So uh, I think the people who are the guys that are taking off and and they're they're coming back a month and a half later or whatever it is i think you'll see they are more um rhythm and more shape mentally physically and emotionally than those guys that's been you know haven't played since march uh by the way if you missed it kevin durant uh, there had been talk whether or not kevin durant was going to try to make a comeback of course, he's missed the entire season with the Brooklyn Nets after uh, tearing his Achilles during the NBA Finals last year. He has made it clear, no, there is no season for me. I'm not coming back. I don't hold any ideas that somehow my comeback is going to propel the Nets, who are the seventh seed right now, uh, to an NBA championship. Probably a wise move there. Um, all right, so you insist that we're going to see some pretty good basketball here. Uh, we've mentioned before, we've talked about this several times, about the the empty arenas. By the way, these arenas, um, from what I understand, will look like a small college arena is what you're going to see on TV. Mm-hmm. All right, obviously these are not NBA arenas. These are not major college arenas. They will essentially, at least aesthetically, look like a small college arena. Uh, which means they're actually pretty small, which I don't think is the worst thing if you're out there playing, especially in an empty arena. It's a lot worse to play in an are- empty arena that's gigantic right. than an empty arena that is small. I heard some of the coaches out there hearkening back to their early coaching days saying, empty arena, that was the first 20 years of my college career. We had no fans, so I'm used to that. But um, you don't think that's going to be much of a factor, the fact that there will no fans. And again, we're not just talking about any games. We're talking about playoff games yeah you know listen i love no home court yeah I, I first of all to us like i said before when you're in the gym and you're practicing 
uh, before the season starts. You don't really care about the fans at the moment. We love the fans, but when you're trying to work on your craft, right, that's the least of your worries. Now when you have a small arena and a gym, it's more um, intimate. Uh, the big arenas with no fans, I, again, I don't, energy, I believe in energy. But but let me ask you this, Katina, excuse me, but I the idea that that's what you fight for, right? Home court advantage? <clears throat> right. You want to be the one seed? You want to be the two seed? You want to be one of the higher seeds? You want a home court advantage? And Is that fair to the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, the top seeds right now? That they what they fought for in the regular season is out the window. That they have no more home court advantage than anyone else. What? Or should they be given an opportunity to maybe bring in limited fans for them to somehow, you know, not make it equal? That that there should be some advantage to have the better record in terms of a home court advantage. Well, again, too, there's, there's different there's different ways of this, right? And 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 there's nothing that's fair, right? We didn't ask to have the the COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. We didn't ask for people to lose their jobs, forty something million people. We didn't ask for all these different types of suicidal situations that happened because of this situation. We didn't ask for all those things, but it happened. So now, what do we do? We adjust. Now, as far as as far as um. As far as the 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 uh, individual, uh, whether it's the Clippers, the Lakers, whoever it is, and they don't get home court advantage now, and blah blah blah, it's what it is. It's just one year, right? It's not like it's going to be all the time. Now, I feel sorry for, and I'm going back to college for a second. I feel sorry for the Dayton's of the world, the San Diego States of the world. I feel sorry for them because you only have a limited amount of time, right, to 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 show your excellence. Dayton being top in the country, San Diego being top in the country. These basketball teams, at the end of the day. LeBron James is going to still be on the Lakers. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is going to still be on the Clippers next year when it's all said and done and everything's okay and blah, blah, blah. So uh, it's one year. We adjust to it. We figure out how it is, uh, get the fan uh, fans back, uh, trusting us and, and understanding that basketball, uh, uh, like the other sports, are something we need uh, to keep this uh, country and this world spinning uh, the right way. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's just what it is. We're, <laughs> it is what it is, uh, but it's it's something that's not as good as it needs to be. Uh, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's bring back right now a man who's constantly evolving. Uh, we talked about uh, being the man of the decade. You suck. The, the 2020 really is not, uh, not going too well. Uh, not that I'm holding you responsible, David. I know. Barbie. But it's... Uh, it's got to get better, right? You know, I was thought uh, I had this thought when I was when I was a kid growing up. I would try to go all out for anything I did, especially in the sports world, right? Because your mm-hmm. your lifespan in that arena is always short lived. And I always thought when I meet my maker, I'm gonna I'm gonna come into this world in a pretty good shape, and then I'll leave all banged up like an '81 Crown Victoria. <laughs> and uh, man. Couple of torn rotator cuffs, torn hamstrings, <laughs> a broken wrist, deviated septum. I'm on my way. You know, and this you, year you oh, remind man. me, um, Jack Buck. Yes, Joe's father, the legendary broadcaster Jack Buck. Yes, um, was still working all the way to the end. And I remember covering a Dodger game, and I saw him around the batting cage, and I walked up to him, introduced myself, and I said, "What?" What keeps you going all these years, Jack? And he goes, "Well, you know, I gave the uh, 
Cardinals, the best years of my lives. Now I'm going to give them the worst. <laughs> I swear to God, I almost fell over. I mean, he was so deadpan. I gave him the best years of my life. Now I'm going to give him the worst. People talk about how Syracuse and Northwestern are kind of the stables for sports broadcasters and journalists. Mm -hmm. um, I read Joe Buck's book called Lucky Bastard, mm -hmm. and that book was amazing because it talked about him as a youth working games and even before that going uh, tagging along with his dad, Jack, to all these road games and even the home games, daytime, nighttime, and then even the after after night activities. <laughs> yeah. Um, KMOX in St. Louis, man, that was Bob Costas worked out of there, mm -hmm. and there was just a ton of talent that kind of went in and then out of, of that building there in St. Louis. Well, you know, the uh, Harry Carey, we always think of Harry with the Cubs, but <laughs> yeah. he was with the Cardinals for many years. You know Jonas Knox can do Harry Carey so well. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Gas, you hear him yeah. do it? Yeah. I don't know if it's better than Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. Uh, he does the Collinsworth one really good, too. But oh, it's pretty yeah, There were a lot of uh, stories about why Harry was fired by the Cardinals. Something about one of the Bush wives or something along that. Harry was character. Uh, yeah, different times back there for the broadcast. You would have fit in perfectly, Gaston. I don't think there's <laughs> any doubt about that. Uh, my favorite, obviously, it's not – I don't even know how accurate it is, is but uh, Harry Doyle, obviously, with mm -hmm. the uh, you know Major League, that, that movie – uh, Bob Euchre drinking, he was drinking Jack Daniels, right? In between mm -hmm. innings. <laughs> he comes back from a, a television break and he, he pours a, a cold one or he has uh, some <laughs> some Jack Daniels in a cup. It's pretty funny. Um, guys, uh, earlier today in Atlanta, Grant Enfinger, uh, he won the race in NASCAR's Cup Series as it continues in Atlanta today. So he wraps that up. He won it and it was in dramatic fashion in OT, 136 laps. He'd led for just seven of them. Austin Hill comes in second place. It'll continue tomorrow on FS1 and also the Fox Sports Go app. Meanwhile, switching on over to college football, Utah suspended defensive coordinator Morgan Scaley effective immediately after a racist text from 2013 surfaced. Ohio State, Penn State getting back to work on the campuses on Monday, June the 8th. Major League Baseball scene. Jay's Journal reporting out of Jason Lee says that three former Major League Baseball All-Stars, including Matt Harvey, expressed interest in playing the Korean baseball organization. Biggest reason for that is Major League Baseball is looking to have a 48-game regular season schedule. Players won 114. Fellas, back to you guys. All right, David, thank you very much. Once again, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more in car insurance at Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO, the only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we had The Last Dance, the 10-part so-called documentary series on Michael Jordan. You got a lot uh, of backlash on that, huh? A lot of backlash. Oof. A lot of uh, If you panning. don't like it, make your own. Yeah. There's, well, I mean, he, look, it, it was an autobiography orchestrated by Michael Jordan to lash out at people he wanted to get the last word on. Um you obviously know many of these players. You, you talked last week about just uh, hanging out with your buddy Scotty Pippen recently, who has made no public statement uh, about what transpired uh, during that uh, Lance Dance docu-series. Now, today, or in the next couple days, um, Jordan Brand has pledged $100 million dollars over the next 10 years to nationwide organizations dedicated to ensuring racial equality, social justice, and greater access to education. In a joint statement from Jordan and his company, 
which is, uh, by the way, run by Nike, uh, quote, Black Lives Matter, this isn't a controversial statement. Until the ingrained racism that allows our country's institutions to fail is completely eradicated, we will remain committed to protecting and improving the lives of black people. This is great news. This is a lot of money uh, going to a just cause. But we still don't have Michael Jordan making any personal public statement. In other words, his Jordan brand... And Jordan has a personal wealth in excess of about $4 billion. You can only be who you are, right? You are who you are. Wouldn't you, I mean, wouldn't you say, especially with the criticism that was leveled at him in the aftermath of this docuseries, that maybe he also recognizes that I have power in my Mm -hmm. name, power in my brand, Mm -hmm. where instead of just signing a check, that maybe I can get out there and 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 be more visible in the cause. Uh-huh. I mean, you. I mean, I don't. I, I had no contact with Michael Jordan. You, you have. You know people that know him extremely well. I mean, if 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 something like this can't move him to do that, I guess nothing will, right? Listen, uh, to each his own. I, I just. You know, I, I think we get so surprised of individuals. A tiger is going to be a tiger. An mm-hmm. elephant's going to be an elephant. A fish is going to be a fish, right? For, so for us to think that uh, because that's all you've seen for 50-some-odd years of an individual, whether it's Michael, uh, you know, Scotty, Tom Brady, whoever it is, uh, your personality is your personality. That's your characteristic. That's just who you are, right? He's never been a person who likes to be in the forefront like the Kaepernick's of the, uh, Colin Kaepernick's of the world or whoever it is, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali's of the world, you know, uh, Jim Brown's of the He's never been like that. The Kareem, Abdu, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the He's never been like that. Right. So, I mean, this is his own way of saying, you know, I support, you know, uh, um, Inequality. I su- I mean, I, I support, um, you know, um, 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 Black Lives Matter and, and and all this racial injustice and inequality. Blah blah blah. I, I again, I, I I can't. I'm not going to be surprised on something you've never showed me before anyway. So mm-hmm. why even think about it now, right? Like this is. And, and th- 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 there's a there's a book called Seed of the Soul, and in Seed of the Soul, I think it's chapter seven. It's talk about intentions. So whether it's Michael Jordan, whether it's a girl, guy, whoever it is, if the guy is, is courting the girl and he takes her to, to lunch and then he, you know, he calls her every day and then he takes her to dinner and then he, you know, buys her flowers and it's that whatever. Now you have to do, what you have to do is you have to always do that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Oh, yeah. Now, when you get what you get from whoever it is, that shows you who you are after that. So Michael's never been... And I love Mike, you know, he raised me like, you know, Pascotti Pippen. He's, these are my guys. But he's never been that type of person that's in the forefront of any type of, um, you know, march when it comes like that. And he, listen, he's from North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, you know, North Carolina, like, woof, well, let's do our history on that. Right. And and there's amazing well, people in North Carolina. how about his parents' Carolina. history? Exactly. His parents' history on that. And his mom is very sound 
you know, uh, rational, logical individual too. Father was as well. So, you know, for Mike, maybe it's just it's just not his bag. And the only thing it is is like, you know what? I want to be able to make sure that I give ten million dollars a year for the next ten years, uh, just so I can. I don't know, feel better or, you know, to, to make a cause. I, I, have, I, I truthfully have no clue, but you can't be something, you can't be an elephant for 50-something years and all of a sudden you want to be a tiger. That's not how it works. I, I And I don't ask him to be. No, I no, really just, don't. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I I'm with I, I you, res- but I'm just saying. I yeah, don't. I mean, I, I'm not knocking him. It just, mm. it, it just sort of, again, emphasized exactly who he is. Right. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Right, it's just right. that he has that ability because of his name maybe to take that step but if it's insincere if it's not really who he is not part of his fiber then it's best that he sit it out all right and again 100 million dollars over 10 years that's a lot of money <laughs> hopefully hopefully that money's going to be in the right Using direction the right direction exactly. you know and, exactly. and and the biggest part of that is education right Education. Right. Education is such a key ingredient. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. So every time we come into our final segment, we ask the same question. Where are we going to be a week from now? I mean, try to predict that. But we'll give our answer coming up next. Steve Harbin and Katina Moley, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I want to thank the guys today. Iowa Sam has got his oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yes, I'm loaded. Loaded up. Wait, Sam, did you take did you take any or you just you just Yeah, I, I got a couple. No, he has oh, them all. Yeah. I gave them all. You, you got you got a couple of left. See, everybody I'm had a different request. You had 10. oatmeal. There you go, baby. You had there oatmeal you raisin. He had yeah. oatmeal chocolate chip. Gavin had the macadamia. So everyone got their cookies. Oh yes. Uh Gascon sampled a lot. I gave him the I mean, extra chocolate chips. Eat everybody cookies yeah. up gas. Yeah. Unbelievable. I might have accidentally just sprayed Lysol spray on his cookies. So. <laughs> like like, dude, like yeah. dude came into my studio yeah. and sprayed Lysol. Wow. Oh, so yeah. for what? Why would you do that? You know what? There's definitely no covid on those cookies, okay? Yeah, good. So. Yeah, uh, but there's like Lysol on these cookies now. Well, for the three think, of you guys. I think guys, you'll be okay. I think you'll be okay. Uh be ready for, ready for the second wave tomorrow. So there's going to be another wave of cookies. Stick of Cookies, oh, yes. Yeah. Not cookies. Yeah, more cookies tomorrow. Oh. Cookies. To get some nephew cookies. A lot of cookies. A lot of cookies. That's so funny. Oh, God, that's so funny. Uh, all right, so where are we going to be a week from now? Where are we going to be a week from now? Uh, I don't think we could have predicted a week ago that we'd be where we are right now. Um, you know, when we get back to uh, things that are, are going to happen, I believe one thing that will happen, guys, between now and next Saturday, Katina, when you and I hook up again, is I believe Major League Baseball will have an answer. I hope so. Uh, either it's going to happen or it's not. I mean, they can't wait much longer. So I do believe, even though there are no conversations going on right now between the owners and the union, there will be a resolve. Probably from the owners who are going to just say, this is how many games we're going to play, take it or leave it. So even if we get there, it might be turned down, but I think that's where we're going to be right there. As far as the NFL is concerned, so when Roger Goodell said the NFL should have listened to players sooner, which is interesting because that's essentially what they said back in 2018. when they decided to have all this money go out to all these social injustice causes 
they said the exact same thing. Do you really? I, I, I'm always concerned, Catino, because I go back to the late owner of the Houston Texans, Bob McNair, when he spoke out during the controversy of the Kaepernick situation when he said, we can't have the inmates run the asylum. Mm-hmm. Remember I that remember, line? I, I posted that. Remember that? We can't the have Houston, the Texas, yeah. inmates run the asylum. Well, he's, he's of course, no longer with us, but um, there is still that whole good old boys network mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. In fact, you were you were talking about something with this uh, during the one of our breaks about – the amount of money spent from the black community mm-hmm. and how ownership doesn't coincide with the amount of money that is being spent uh, as consumers in the black community mm-hmm. and how they have to make more of a push, speaking of the black community, as far as being in a position where, again, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the idea mm-hmm. that there's more at stake in our response to the black community, more financial. I hate to use that term, but essentially what it is, I repercussions. Mean, well, because, we, listen, we have to be very blunt about it, right? Money controls things. Yes. So in in, in, in our in our minority community, we uh, make up the deficit for trillions of dollars spent per year, mm-hmm. but you 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 don't own anything, right? You can't pass truthfully any laws. So once we get to that point where we can bring these different types of um, organizations together and become more disciplined in our spending and saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna take a page out of. Um, <clears throat> America's book where we buy uh, real estate. We are a part of uh, these different types of police funds and, you know, hospitals and things like that. Then they'll, they'll take us a lot more seriously because then now we have control of different laws. It makes us that much more important as individuals opposed to looking down. Now, listen, at the end of the day, it's always going to be like that, right? There's going to be people that's going to look down regardless because that's just what they were programmed in. But you can always, I can always walk into, if I had a billion dollars, half, half a billion dollars, I can walk in and make some changes automatically with money. That's just how it is. Well, but, uh, you know, when you're spending money that you shouldn't spend opposed to saving it and being more disciplined and using that to be able to change your environment in a positive way. Right. I I just think we need to become a little more disciplined when it comes like that. There needs to be more of um, programs inside these inner cities where it's financial literacy uh, to help the youth understand how to balance checks, understand how to save money, understand how to buy different properties and, 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 and get in the political world to, so you can make a change. Uh, you know, I, I just don't, uh, you know, that I, I, th- is possible. And Dr. Claude Anderson speaks about that. And it's called the black print, right? Not the blueprint, but the black print. So, you know, once we can educate ourselves in that, I think it, it, it just makes, it puts us a step in the right direction. Well, speaking of the NFL, because they are the, uh, the 400-pound gorilla in the room, I hope that they follow through on what they are saying right now. Because, honestly, we've heard it before from the NFL that changes are going to be made, and they have a convenient way of just sort of pushing everything aside and changing the storyline. Hopefully, that will not be their future. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 